Hello again, and you're welcome to Fitzroy's Sunday service on the 25th of October 2020. And wherever you are in the world, we hope that you feel welcome, and we hope you feel blessed by being among us. If you're from Fitzroy, there's children's stuff up there, there's youth stuff up there, you can give on the website, and if you're a visitor with us, please go on the website and tell us who you are and where you're from, and if we can be of any help to you. Before we come to worship, let's do what we will hear the psalmist telling us to do later on in our service. Let's be still and know God. Our God, out of a busy week, we stop to be still. From all the loud noises, all the bright lights, all the demands, the stresses, the pressures, the anxieties. We take time to be still and to know that you're God and therefore to find our place in the universe, in your order of things. Because that Lord in the midst of all that's going on around us could make all the difference. May it be so. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Lord, we come to you this morning and acknowledge that you are God. We are living in times of great challenge and testing. The ways are rough and uncharted. And so, Lord, we come to you who are ever faithful and unchanging, our rock in times of trouble. Lord, as the days grow darker, we turn to the hope and light that is in you. As we look around, we are like the autumn leaves, separated, scattered, falling. Like the trees, we are being stripped bare. The framework of life has been torn away and we feel fractured. We have lost control of life. We are anxious and weary. We are less tolerant, even fractious. And so, Lord, we come to you. We look at those in power and we feel disillusioned. Keep us mindful of the responsibilities facing decision makers and keep us faithful in praying for them. Help us to have a realistic awareness of what to expect from earthly authorities, but to set no limits on what God can achieve through others and through us. Help us, inadequate though we are, to know that we can draw upon your strength and in that strength be agents of your grace through your Son. Lord, we pray for those working in research to combat this virus. The scientists, the volunteers in drug trials, putting others before themselves. We continue to pray for the NHS and for key workers. For those in public service who look after our safety, who teach and train, who support and provide the essentials of life. We pray for each other. We pray for children and teachers whose school life has once again been disrupted. We pray for parents who are juggling with work and family and home. We pray for those who are stressed as they try to keep work and business going. We pray for Steve and the leadership team within Fitzroy. We pray for those who are ill. We pray for those whose normal activity has come to a standstill and are feeling isolated and lonely. We remember ageing family members and those who are grieving. In the silence now, Lord, we pray for those on our hearts. Lord, we come to you. You are the worker of miracles. You can do things beyond our expectations. As the structures of our world shake and grow fragile, may those who are searching connect with you. May we, who are your people, be renewed and grow closer to you. When we're weary and down, Lord, lift us up. When we're anxious, we call out to you again and again. Our hope is in you alone. Lord, we come to you. Amen.
Hello Fitzroy, this is Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Amen. Reformation Day. Who would have thought? 
one of the advantages of doing the lectionary that we in Fitzroy have been doing over the course of the last number of years has been that these days, these uh, in the seasons of the church, certain days appear and uh, you find that you're celebrating something that perhaps we wouldn't in Fitzroy with our very mixed clientele would not do. And today is Reformation Day. And as if to balance that, I use some of my ration of time that I spend out of the house. I try to ration my time out of the house in order that I wouldn't be a spreader of the virus or that I would find that I um, would would get the virus. So I don't go out very often. I'm very careful about the places I go. And this week I went to St. John's Parish on the Falls Road to speak at Father Martin's Harvest. That's just to balance the fact that today in our lectionary, it's Reformation Day. And on Reformation Day, as I looked across the readings for such a day, I was struck by the reading that Holly read earlier. And if you're eagle-eyed, if you're one of those new um, nerds of the Fitzroy service, if someday in the future you might go on to Mastermind and uh, your specialist subject would be Fitzroy Sunday services during coronavirus, then you will maybe be asked, what were the three services in a row that a holly did the reading? And this is the third holly to do a reading in a row. Uh, thank you to Holly McMurray for doing that earlier. And Holly read Psalm 46. And that is seen as a, a, a psalm of uh, Martin Luther's because Martin Luther in 1529 wrote a hymn called A Mighty Fortress that was based upon that particular psalm. It was a psalm that meant a lot to Martin Luther in the situation that he was in at that point. More of that in a second. As I read commentaries around this uh, that were aware of the lectionary reading, they were saying that I shouldn't be taking uh, Psalm 46 out of context to try and squeeze in all the reasons for resurrection. There's no real justification by faith in this particular psalm, so I should concentrate on the text and the context. So we're going to do that for a period. Psalm 46 for Martin Luther, you could imagine why it was special. It's very easy for us to go back those 500 years and to uh, try and, uh, or not to try anything, but actually to, to see these as, you know, Martin got up one Sunday, discovered justification by faith as he read through Romans and decided he would uh, leave church uh, or chapel, as we would say in Balamina that day, and uh, sure he would start another church across the road, and there we would be. Uh, it's very easy to lose the um, the stress that must have been, the pressures and anxieties, uh, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, that must have been going on in the soul uh, and the heart and the mind and the body uh, of Martin Luther during that time when, when he tried to stay within the Catholic Church of the time but finally decided that, that he couldn't, that uh, here he stood and he could do no other. It must have been a time of real stress. There was a lot of battles going on around him. And it seems to me that in, uh, as I read a little bit of the history of it for Reformation Day, that Martin Luther found Psalm 46 to be particularly helpful to him in the midst of his fears and anxieties as the world seems to be changing around him. This was a church 
that he loved. This was a church that he didn't want to break away from. This was a church that he didn't really want to split. And there must have been a lot of anxiety. There must have been, it must have been so difficult for him in his life. And he must have had so much opposition to that, that uh, Psalm 46, you can understand. Because here is a psalm where we find God as a refuge and strength. We find God an ever-present help in trouble. We find that though the world around us, the mountains are falling into the sea, the seas are quaking with their surging, that though everything seems to be going mad around us, there's loads in this psalm that would help us through such times. And you can kind of understand why it became the basis of that hymn that Martin Luther wrote almost 500 years ago. And so I want to look at the psalm. It's a psalm that I, it may be the particular scripture that I've used most in my ministry because you use it at every funeral. I don't think there's ever been a funeral when at some stage of that funeral I haven't read Psalm 46. But interestingly this week, I don't think I've ever preached on it. Um, maybe somebody in Fitzroy will tell me I did a few years ago, but I don't really think I ever have. So it was interesting this week to get a chance to just go into the psalm a little bit more and to find out why it should be such a help at times of grief. Why it should be such a help in any of the times we're going through life and we feel everything is given way around us and behind us. Uh, when we need something solid. And that's the first thing. We need something solid. A couple of weeks ago uh, at our Tuesday night prayer meeting, and please come and join us at that. It's a wonderful thing. 7.30 uh, on Tuesday night. And if you want to be on the mailing list for the Zoom uh, for that, please do uh, get in touch. Uh, Des Alexander uh, talked about the rock and how we need a rock to to hold on to something that's firm and of course I've preached in that earlier in the year that that rock and bally castle when the shifting sands etc etc and last week uh, the, the week after Desi mentioned the rock I was obviously going to preach in this this week so on Tuesday night I said Desi spoke about the rock and here's Psalm 46 well the truth is there's no rock in Psalm 46 but the psalm is so full of this imagery of a God who is steady, a God who is solid, a God who is trustworthy, a refuge and strength that I've always had in my head, that that's a psalm about a rock. I find that fascinating. And we need that rock, do we not? Maybe particularly in these times. The other thing that's interesting for me as I've looked at the psalm this week is that you remember last year this time when I did a whole series on the most important word in all of Christian theology is with and we led ourselves into Emmanuel, God with us and I declared that 2020 might not be happy but it might be a year for Emmanuel that the with us, the Emmanuel God is with us of Christmas, of Advent, of those weeks that we're coming up to. Here's the Old Testament equivalent because it talks about the God of Jacob being with us. Being with us. This is Emmanuel. 
And that is the rock. That's the rock that we have when everything else is going wrong. The rock of Emmanuel. And we've spoken about that a lot over these last seven months or so. But what I want to think about maybe a little bit more today is the idea of being still. Now, I do that all the time in Sunday worship. Many services we start, let us be still. And if you're one of the gathering that's meeting in Fitzroy today at five o'clock, there will be a, a little bit of stillness. And I suppose we always think of that stillness as uh, the mountains are quaking, that the, the seas are raging. So just for a moment, just just stop in the midst of all that's going on and be quiet. Let's stop for a minute and what's all that's going on and just think for a moment. And of course, it's be still and know that I am God. So let's be still in the midst of all that's going on and give God a moment's thought, a moment's devotion, a moment's consideration. And I think that's good. But I think this is so much more than that. First of all, I think it is good to stop and be still and take a breath. Breathe in, breathe out, as Johnny was singing to us last week. And actually last week, Janice and I did that not long after the service because we went off for a walk last Sunday afternoon and it was a beautiful Sunday afternoon. And the leaves were turning brown. Uh, I was almost in the mamas and papas there. And they were under our feet and the sky was Manchester City blue. And it was just a beautiful Sunday afternoon. And we took Jed for a walk and we got a chance to breathe in and breathe out that for us is probably the time that we're uh, at the most still in some ways against all the pressures that are going on. And in the midst of that, I just thought that's what God's looking for. He's looking for us in the midst of all that's going on to stop and look at the wonder, to stop and be thankful. At Four Corners Committee on Friday, Jim Deeds was leading our prayers and uh, and he used some, I can't remember where he got it from, but the, the key line of it is um, that um, awareness is the key. Awareness is the key. And I think there's times when we have to stop and be aware. We have to stop and be aware of God. We have to stop and be aware that if God is God, then where our place is in the universe. We've got to stop and look at ourselves and find out who it is specifically that we are in God's order of things, that we're not just human with a vocation, but Steve Stockman has a vocation and each of us have different vocations, that we become aware of our place in a wider community, that we're not individuals, but we're team players, that we find where our place is in the widest society possible, that we're still and that we become aware and that we give time to that awareness and we give some self-critique to it. I think that's good. I remember when my mother died, I wrote a poem and I said I had to be still to know God and then to find out who I now was because I was a different human being in my place in the world because my mum had passed away and my dad was in a home and can't remember who I am. That changed who I was. And so I had to be still and be aware and realise and ponder that and reflect that 
But there's more to this being still, I think, than that. I think that in this particular psalm, the being still and knowing God is about trust. It's almost like we're flailing around because all this stuff's happening around us and we need to do something in order to uh, somehow uh, come through it and work our way through it. Uh, whatever the whatever the problem is, whatever the mountain falling down and whatever the sea surging is, we're trying within ourselves to do something about it. And actually God's saying, stop, you're not going to sort it out. In fact, you might make it worse. Will you stop? And know that I am God. Will you stop flailing and trust? Will you have confidence in the refuge, in the shelter, in the God of Jacob being with us? Emmanuel. Will you have confidence in that? And then I'm thinking that it's even more than that. It's like Sabbath should be. Where we take away on Sabbath, when we all meet together uh, on a Sunday service, even online, what we do in worship is we take away what we are, all the things, all the gifts that we've been given. When we come to worship before God, um, the President of the United States, whoever that might be, the Prime Minister of the UK, whoever that might be, the First and Deputy First Ministers of Northern Ireland, whoever they may be, are just as equal to the unemployed person or the homeless person or whoever else because on Sabbath we take off all that we think that we have within ourselves to sort the problem out and we find a place in God's order of things where he's Lord and where he sorts things out. And that's about getting out of your own way. Jim Deeds mentioned that on Friday as well and it just sprung a light on for me as I was thinking about being still. Because I think being still and knowing that God is God is when we stop flailing and we get out of our own way to allow God's grace to come in and change things. Now, Jim was quoting Richard Rohr, uh, a line that I actually have here. Healthy religion, Richard Rohr says, is always about love. All we can do is get out of the way. Now, when I heard Jim saying, Richard Rohr, and getting out of your way, I suddenly went to somebody who I know is a massive Richard Rohr fan, Bono and you too, and thought their song, Get Out of Your Own Way, has been influenced by this Richard Rohr idea. Get out of your own way. The slaves are looking for someone to lead the master's looking for someone to need him. The promised land is there for those who need it most. And Lincoln's ghost says, get out of your own way. Those are the lyrics of you two. And I think that this be still and know that I am God is God saying, stop. Stop flailing. Shut up. Stop with your own efforts trying to sort it. Get out of your own way. And allow me to come into your anxieties. Allow me to come into your fears. Find the shelter 
and the Refuge. Wonderful image by in a Deacon Blue song, maybe one of my favourite songs of all time. There's a place in the winter for dignity. It's a song about a man who's a street cleaner in Glasgow and he saves up all his money and he gets a little boat, a little dinghy and he sails it up the west coast and in the winter when the storms are going and when the mountains are falling into the sea, can happen like that in Glasgow, you find a place in the winter for dignity. A place in all the storms to be at peace, to find grace, to trust, to have confidence in a refuge and rock, an ever-present help in trouble. The God of Jacob is with us. Emmanuel, be still. Be still and know that I am God. Just to you, the Lord. To- 
and his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you Thank you so much for watching Fitzroy's service today. Uh, we hope you've been blessed with it. If you want to contact us, please do so on the website. Uh, we, for a long time, were ending with blessings that I was writing out of the sermons. But in the last few weeks, we have uh, either looked at one another in the room we're in or imagined one another in those that were missing in our communities of faith. Or even if you wish, please look at the screen. And pray this blessing over me. It's been a, a book week this week in Northern Ireland. And I've been sharing some books on my blog. And one of the novels I shared was Gilead by Marilyn Robinson, who we've had in Fitzroy. She was here for the launch of uh, my predecessor, Ken Newell's wonderful book, uh, Captured by a Vision. Uh, Marilyn and Gilead brought out the incredible power and honour and privilege of the benediction that right now at this part of the day we can bless one another with these words of Paul's so let's do that may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all today and forevermore Amen